Hi hi. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Kennedy Sung. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. We are so excited today because we have an SG girl in our midst. Everyone, meet Jamie Lim Yin Yin. Hi, Woo! Jamie. Hi, Hello. Oh, gosh. Yin Yin. <laughs> no. Can I call you Yin Yin? <laughs> Actually, that's my real name. Jamie is not in my IC. Oh, it's a tree, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I edited it on because I studied in Australia, right? And uh, Australians couldn't pronounce my name. It became Yan Yan because they, they, they dragged yeah, their A's. Oh, yeah. this Jamie lah, Jamie. Yeah, I thought it was easier. Which part of Australia <laughs> did you study at? I studied in Perth straight after secondary school. I went there and then I studied there for seven, eight years. I studied law. But uh, yeah, yeah. Did. Oh, so you did the you did the oh. pre you yes yes okay correct, okay correct. that track yeah, yeah. Okay. so I didn't go to JC mm. well we had a great time with you over Clubhouse can you tell us about the group that you formed on Clubhouse the Singapore LGBTQ plus group I just wanted to form it because it's kind of my way of giving back I think and you know your podcast is something like I wish I had while I was growing up so I always think it's very important to have a community so. That's why I was like, mm, why not? And I don't see a group like that in Singapore yet. Uh, so I just thought to start it. Clubhouse is a new iPhone app, right? That is uh, invite only currently. Basically live audio chat rooms. So think like house party, but without showing your face. Yeah, I felt quite comfortable during that session that we had. Because I didn't have to do up my face. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to beat that face. <laughs> I was so nervous because everything was live compared to getting the audio first and then you run through everything before putting it up. Well, Jamie, it's nice to have you here um, now with us. Let's just start with a short little introduction. How would you answer to who is Jamie? I identify as a lesbian. My pronouns are she, her. I'm currently in a very, very super happy uh, relationship with my girlfriend. I love exercising, eating clean, living intentionally, I would say. I would introduce you as a really cool, sporty Pokemon lover that I know you are. I can see from your shoes. Yeah, Yeah. first gen. It's so nice to finally meet you all and like, you know, listening to your podcast. I feel like I kind of know you all a little bit also. So it's it's a very nice feeling, I would say. Do we look like how we sound? I had problems figuring out who was who. <laughs> what do you mean? The first the first episode I was like, who is who? <laughs> like who is Candy? Who is Sam Joe? Josh, I got straight away. I I wicked you. Oh, how precious. Right? Uh, <laughs> and then after that I was like, okay, I think I need to do some Instagram stalking, right? Then I was like, uh, like, Eventually, you know, what was the distinguishing factor, do you feel? I think Sam Jones a bit more louder, like more extrovert. I can feel it. Like, yeah, <laughs> loud, <laughs> A bit. <laughs> Kennedy has a very, very deep voice and he speaks really fast and then he stops. He speaks really fast and he stops. So actually, that day we were um, all together as a group, right? We posted this on Instagram story. It was really hilarious. We were like imitating each other's manner of speech. Because Josh is the one who edits all of the podcast, right? And then because he, he can imitate us very well, then I was like, oh my God, I want to imitate Josh. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Yes, no, please, please stop. Oh don't, don't do it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whoever is listening out there, I just want to let you know that there is power in sharing your story. And, you know, it's just so precious. And, you know, us, the three of us here, you know, on this little gay podcast. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I would say almost there, you just need to up the American... <laughs> And NT a lot more. No, 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 no. It's not American. You know, is it pan Asian? People do radio one, <laughs> one. Do radio in Singapore must have pan Asian one. Right, right, right. That's so horrible. Right. And then for Sam, just really easy. You just need to sing everything you want to speak. That's what you say. Start now, start now. Do you think it's a problem, Kennedy, that people keep mixing us up? No, la, I think it's quite fun. Uh. It's another running joke. 
<laughs> yeah, it means also that we're a unit. Hey, I mean, to team. be fair, it was like the first few episodes and it's quite nice because people get to know who you are after mm. that, right? For the benefit of those who are still struggling, uh, Samjo, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Kennedy. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> mind fuck people. All right, no, no, just do, just do the template, lah. Like, um, template? name, um, don't say age. I know, I know, sensitive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for example, it's like me. It's like, hi, um, my name is Kennedy. Um, I am a podcaster, one third host of the SG Boys, um, as well as an aspiring professional in marketing and communications. I currently major in political science and communications, and I'm really happy to be here today. How many so, times did he rehearse that, like, in front of his? No, no, you know why? You know why? That is his clubhouse profile. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Sam Joe? My intro? Okay, sure. Hi, my name is Sam Joe. <laughs> I'm 32 years old. And I'm single. That's all. Oh? Like you're like, you're, you're like, you're like yodeling yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like to yodel a lot. I learned it from Dolores O'Riordan. So would you say that? I don't understand how you guys can't tell who's Sam Joe here. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, each of us, we're going to ask you a short little question uh, just to get to know you, okay? So my question is, what's your star sign? I'm a Leo. Oh my god, I knew it. Oh no, actually, Jamie, no, I can't, I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> actually, I don't know. But I feel like I'm not really a Leo, so, you know, Leos are very extroverted and very, mm. like, they they're also fiercely independent and they care for the loved ones that they have, you know? Would you say you're introverted? Is that what you mean? I thought I, I used to be extroverted, I would say, and then over the years, I just became a bit more introverted. I really want to just spend my time more intentionally on, like, what's important, right? Um, yeah, I, I used to be so bubbly and so excited last time, mm. but I don't know. Oh, I want to ask you, because I know you love Pokemon, because I was texting you before this podcast, and you told me that you like Pikachu and Charmander. Correct. But if you had to choose one to, like, be by your side forever. Pikachu. I love Pikachu. You never have to worry about a blackout. (laughs) Exactly right. Free phone charging. I have a feeling like the three of us here, and by three of us, I mean all of us except Kennedy. Like, because <laughs> Jamie is also telling me that she only really knows and likes the first 151 yeah. yes. like Pokemon, yes. right? Same also, because mm. I, I grew up with that, you know, with them on my Game Boy and watching the cartoons on Kid Central, yeah. like every Saturday morning. For some reason, like after that, I don't know, I felt like the art got weird, or maybe I just grew out of it also. I got too busy with other oh. commitments in school. I, I cannot really relate to like the newer Pokemon as yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt yeah. that with the art style, it shifted um, and it felt more Digimon-ish. I think for me, Pokemon. it's really about the the emotional connection to the game. Because I think when you play the game and then when you're a kid and then like, you know, you go through hardships about beating the trainers or like the gym leaders and the Elite yeah. Four and then you're just like, oh, you know, then you, you go and find the best teams and everything. So for me, that stopped after Generation 4. I mean, I played Sword and Shield. I played the latest one on Nintendo Switch. That's like Gen 7, I think. But I played Finish, I don't remember any of the Pokemon. <laughs> well, I actually love that we're talking about Pokemon because this year is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Yeah, Katy Perry's releasing a single with it, right? Yeah, Post yeah. Malone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Post Malone also. What? Yeah. I didn't Posty. know. Yeah. 25 years of Pokemon. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs to sing in karaoke. Wait. I want to be the very best. No one ever was. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring out the first movie soundtrack with M2M. Oh, oh yeah. I love that song. I love that movie. Also. What, what's that song called? Don't uh, Say You Love Me. Don't Say You Love Me. You Don't Even Know Me. Cut to Kennedy's if face. If you really... Okay, I don't know the song. Want <laughs> no, 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 but me, I know that. then give, give me, me some time. Give me some time. Okay, so my question is, when did you have your first kiss? Oh, oh that's a good one. Wow. 
Uh, I think 13 or 14. Wow. Mm. Yeah, but it was kind of weird. It was like a half kiss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell us who, what, when, where, why, how, everything. She's married um, now. Um, she was my best friend for two years plus. Where? I don't remember. In school, um, is it? Probably. <laughs> uh, how was the kiss? N- not good. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, the first time yeah. yeah, but it was like half a kiss. I think I wanted to use my tongue. <gasps> but it was like close shop. It was so a peck. Like it was a peck. Licking her li- I was weird. It was so weird. Yeah, and, and then we ended because I, I flew to Australia to study. Oh. Yeah, but it was hard. I um went there and then we were kind of together, but she started exploring and then came back and found out she was dating a guy. Mm. So I died. I really died. I went back. No, I died. Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Jamie, yeah. I want to give you a hug. I'm going to give you a hug oh, now. Thank you. Yeah. I blame Kennedy. So he brought this up. He went straight <laughs> to that question. No, it's, it's okay. Like, um, actually, we we are more acquaintances now, right? I think we just I just follow her on Instagram. Um, I'm she's happy, and there was one time we met in my office, and actually it was very nice because I I think I had some sort of closure because she she actually apologized to me and she was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry. I know we." actually were in a relationship I was like wow she's acknowledged that we actually had a relationship not just a best friend relationship right I I really enjoyed our time together right and yeah so she had just apologised and I'm so sorry I put you through that I mean it's been a long time so I have no ill feelings towards her now I see her and I'm like okay you know good for you I'm happy she's doing well Yeah, a lot of people don't get that closure I I know people who also went through that kind of like school time puppy love I've been through that lah as Uh. in the other day I threw a mutual friend at some like social setting then I saw the guy who ghosted me that kind of thing but yeah and then Oh no no it's not about me. Go up and get closure lah. <laughs> he didn't look at me. Every time I asked him a question, he didn't talk to me. And so after that I was just like Um Right. I mean I already moved on already, Law. Sure. Yeah, that's good, that's good. I mean it takes two hands to clap, obviously, yeah. but at some point you have to meet in the middle and if the other person's not ready or maybe they'll never be ready. I'm quite happy with whatever I am right now and even if I get closure from that, it's just like, oh if I get it, great. If I don't it no no cons. Right. I don't think it's necessary for that person to be there to apologize even in your case, Jamie, that was very kind of her to reach that realization and to also speak up about it rather than just sort of sweep it under the rug and say that was the past, we're gonna keep it there. But I also think sort of with closure, you can close the door yourself. Close the door. Oh god. Lose the key. Na, 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 to infinity. <laughs> Jamie. I want to know what your coming out story was like. Honestly, I think my parents kind of knew already. So I've always dressed like tomboyish. I've always been tomboyish mm. since a very young age. Uh, yeah, girls would be playing with like skipping robes and playing with dolls. I wanted like the Power Ranger, you know, saber tooth tiger, sword. And I like to play like catching with guys. I used to play basketball. I think they also knew that something was going on between me and my first girlfriend. You know, go do your blood test, see whether your hormone levels are okay, da-da-da. The guy knew was like, she, she's fine. She's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I had more testosterone. And then I had this thing called like PCOS, which is a polycystic ovarian, ovarian syndrome, syndrome thing, which is quite common, I think, in, in, in girls. My second relationship, um, I met my girlfriend in... I went to Perth to study, right? So I met her there. Uh, we had an eight-year relationship. Whoa. So wow, that's... A- she was the only lesbian there, right? She was the only lesbian in Perth? I mean, that I knew 
all from Singapore, right? So I was all ah, excited because okay. I've been there for a while. Mm. And the only gay in the village. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go through the, okay, let me try to be girly. Try to grow my hair long and like wear makeup. And oh no, I, makeup was bad for me. I hate makeup. And then fast forward a couple of years, we came back to Singapore, right? We broke up. I was crying like crazy. I remember I was driving home, went back and I was like, okay, I'm going to tell my parents. I cannot hide this anymore. I hate lying. And I've lied for like 23, 24 years of my life. I'm just like, I need to tell them the truth. So I went back. They were watching TV. And I was like, mommy and daddy, I need to talk to you. They saw I was crying, right? Um, then I was like, I need to tell you that I like girls. Not girls and guys. I like girls. And they're like, yeah, we know. I'm like, oh, okay. And then uh, and I told them, uh, I just broke up with my then girlfriend and the reason I waited till then was I didn't want them to hate my partner I just wanted to let them know it's my own decision that I'm I'm a lesbian I don't want them to channel their hate to, to someone mm. so I thought the best time to tell them was when I'm single and then I was crying and crying and all that and I was like please please don't kick me out of the house and my parents were so nice they were like you know what, what makes you think your parents are so close minded Whoa, but wow. I was like okay okay cry some more cry some more and they're like you know what no matter what we love you Um, my parents are 70 plus now actually mm. so I was I was genuinely surprised that they have been so accepting of this and they just told me like no matter what just want you to be happy my current relationship they really welcome her with open arms my dad was like I have two daughters now it's so nice so, oh that's nice. so nice yeah I, I love that's almost like a goal for the three of us is so like your parents to accept your partner as their own yeah well, you know. I wouldn't say it's a goal for me lah. it's not as in it's something nice but I wouldn't say it's a goal Yeah. okay but it's uh, you know what I mean right it's like hashtag life goals it's, it's something yeah. nice lah. it's yeah. obviously yeah. like it's a great bonus like, yeah. you know, and you got it I'm so happy for you you know Pink Dot comes out with this promotional video every year and there was one year I think 2012 I always go back and watch it it's called Someday and there was one scene where uh, this lesbian, she brought her girlfriend home. And mm. then her mom was like serving her soup and saying like, hey, have more soup, that sort of thing. But in reality, they showed her crying, holding brochures and the mom like... The whole idea was that someday I'll be able to bring correct, my partner correct, back and my correct. parents will love me. Or like someday I'll be able to be open at work and things like yes, that, yes, right? Yes, that, yes, that yes. video. I remember yeah. that video also. Yeah. Shada Harrison was the actress, right? The yeah. curly hair one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, I really like, I wished for that at that point of time. So I, I'm lucky and very blessed. In You're very sense. blessed. And it's not just to you that your parents are showing that affection to. It's also their friends as children as well uh, so it's not just to you yeah. that they're accepting yeah. which is beautiful Samjo I do have the same kind of desire or hope someday to bring my partner home and be like this is my boyfriend I know like you've met my sister's husband you've met you know like I want to have that feeling with, yeah. with that too like to have everyone sit down at dinner or for him to be invited to Chinese New Year or Christmas gatherings that would mean a lot to me and even though I'm out now to my family. That's still a scary thing for me to sort of remind them that I'm actually happy and I'm in a relationship and this is human proof of that standing in front of you. And actually, Jamie, listening to your story, I kind of got reminded of Josh's story. It's interesting how you said that you wanted to tell your parents when you're single. But Josh, if I remember correctly, yeah. it was the opposite. And for a lot of people, so it's almost like, you know, when are you going to come out? Like, you know, I've, I, I had people ask me that also. And I sometimes I will also reply, oh, maybe when I have 
a partner so that mm. my parents can look at me and go like, okay, you know, at least he's happy. He has someone that makes yeah. him happy. And I, I remember that was something you wanted. And yeah. it's so funny, the parallels between your stories also, because you were also on a bed with your parents and you were crying. I started crying when I told my, my dad that today was uh, a breakup and it was the last thing I wanted to tell you as I'm coming out. Because I wanted to sort of show you that this is possible, that I'm actually happy. Because we've, we've talked about how when you come out, you also have to sort of educate who you're coming out to. Or you're coming out as gay, it means you're a cross-dresser. Or you're going to be a drag queen. You're getting a sex change. All these weird things that they hear from their friends that create that perception of what gay even is. So they jump to these conclusions. And I always thought it would be easier for me to say, hi, this is it. It's an actual person and I love this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really tough for me when I it was a breakup there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me I just wanted to protect my partner in that sense. I I just didn't want them to just I mean, because to me it's like your parents love you no matter what. Who else are they gonna blame? They're gonna blame the partner. So yeah. I was yeah. like that, that was just my my train of thought. No, yeah, I mean I don't blame you for that. I think we've seen hypothetical situation, right, where it's like, oh, you made my son gay, or you made my daughter lesbian, that, that kind oh, of mentality. Right. I don't know where I get the idea from, but I feel like I've seen it represented somewhere. Um, I didn't even think of that. That would be terrifying as well if I bring um, someone that I love home and now that person gets I sort think of... It's, oh, I think I read a story on Tumblr before when I was growing up, like the whole like um, parents found out that someone is seeing someone and then say, oh, it's because of this person that you're gay. I forbid mm. you from talking to this person. Yeah, I came out to you guys trial my coming out story. I didn't tell you this additional layer, but when he found me watching gay porn, he found the gay porn on my computer. The first thing he said to me is, "I don't know who introduces to you, and I don't know who influenced you, corrupted you, mm. or introduced you to this sinful lifestyle and things like that." So, mm. because this is not the son I raised, right? Like you know, the first it's time, not my fault. The first time my mom caught me lying about not doing homework, the first thing she said was, "Who taught you to lie?" And, and it sounds rhetorical. Like sometimes you say. Who teach you how to talk back? The kind, right? It yeah, can yeah, be yeah. very rhetorical like that, but actually, it's subconsciously it subconsciously could stem it, it from... It illuminates a deeper thought process. Yeah. I guess I don't put it as a goal. Maybe also because subconsciously, I'm trying to prevent myself from the disappointment mm-hmm. because I don't feel like it's going to ever happen for me. And I'd rather just focus on what is achievable for me. I'm quite a... Ugh, I hate to say this word, the P word. Pragmatic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of history that you've had for you to reach that... Yeah, right now, like, as cynical as it sounds, I just want to focus on things that I know I can achieve and things that are within my reach for now and be around the people that I know love me. As in, I'm not saying that my parents don't love me. My parents love me, but it's just that this aspect of my life, I don't think is within reach. Lah. Okay. Yeah. And that was Kennedy Sung. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so when Kennedy likes to bring up his trauma, I make a point, it's Kennedy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kennedy's the one with the lisp. Yeah. Can you imagine if all the Sam Joe fans are actually secretly crazy over Kennedy, <laughs> but they thought it was Sam Joe? <laughs> I'll be very happy because, like, you know, Kennedy needs more followers. No, kidding. Oh. Take that out, take that out. Oh. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it. I was kidding. That's why you put private, right? The girls are fighting. <laughs> I'm actually a very private person. I okay, am, it's not about I you. Am. It's not about you and me. I know. <laughs> I know you are the one who started talking about yourself. <laughs> it feels that Jamie is so natural here, right? That we don't like... It doesn't feel like we're on a program. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels a like a very natural thing. It doesn't just, feel yeah. like an interview. It feels, yeah, it like, feels like it's another episode between the three plus one of us. Yeah. Right? I think also because like when we've had... Um, obviously, we love all of our previous guests, but sometimes uh, we bring out on to talk about a particular like serious topic or whatever, mm. and then it becomes very interview style yeah. as opposed to... But today, to, it's, it's uh, SG Girl. You know, it's just it's, it's the same as SG Boys. It's just SG yeah. Girl. I love yeah. it. I just want to ask you also, because you said you grew up like being a tomboy and everything. How was that journey like for you, right? Reconciling 
what the world is telling you you should be and then all these terms being laid on you like tomboy was somehow wrong I'm guessing you were told that right or you were made to believe that and then how do you finally reconcile and go like no I'm, I am me I don't like makeup I like to keep my hair short yeah and if I can add to that question for gay men we have this toxic masculinity or how a man should behave kind of loom over our sexuality as well I'm curious if your femininity was an issue in that sense where this is how a girl should behave. Definitely get that from my mom a lot last time. Now she she doesn't she doesn't as much. Uh, once in a while it's about the hair being too short. Definitely when I was a tomboy, I used to run around a lot, right? And she'd be like, oh, that's not how a girl should act. Or, you know, you. I remember I had a teacher also in school. She's like, sit with your legs closed. That's not how a girl should sit. Everyone has their own perception of what you should be, right? Mm. And what a girl should be. And for me, I played a lot of sports, right? So that was already like a shifting everything to the side of not feminine at all. I hate makeup. I have a phobia of lipstick. So, um, you do? Wow, you know, lucky uh, I never wear lipstick today. No, no, no. <laughs> if, like, friend is, if it's a friend, it's okay. But not on me. I don't want it to touch me. Yeah, if I see a lipstick there, I will be like... Uncomfortable. You know? Yeah, just like... Oh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Was it because people forced you to do it? or When I was young, I saw a lady, you know, full-blown, like, red lipstick. She was eating a hard-boiled egg. And then you could see all the lipsticks... I was just very traumatized. You know what? Oh. Just take it as a birthday egg. <laughs> you know oh, the red color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she was eating the birthday egg. Oh, she yeah. it. Even lip balm. Mm. I don't like it. I don't know. I just don't like anything weird on me or my face or whatever. So I never ever wear makeup or anything like that. And I find this so fascinating because my story is like, I didn't want to play with Hot Wheels lead the way. I wanted to play with the Barbie dolls and everyone was doing sports and I wanted to do dance. And I was really into like cosmetics and makeup and was really drawn to that. And then you're like the opposite. Oh, I, I mean, it's you're not special. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I actually played with Barbie dolls, no. but I was that weird kid that take out the Barbie doll's heads and like wrestle them strip the Barbie doll <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know why but I like all of the dolls naked <laughs> even the Ken dolls or so. I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit scared right now yeah. well, I, said, I, I don't know if this is going yeah. into the edit it's just a doll it's fine <laughs> yeah when I grew up then yeah. people strip me yeah, for me okay sorry <laughs> <man. laughs> for me onlyfans.com slash samjo for me, I... Which yeah. actually exists, by the way. But anyway. For me... But it's not me, lah. It's someone else called Sam Joe. Sorry, Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's like... I also do like the whole... like I want to go theatre. I want to mm. go... um Yada, yada. And the only compromise that I had was... I go I went to band, but also like a military band. So I was doing all the marching. Uh, mm. Yeah, and all that kind of thing. But I just wanted to go there and play music and stuff. um I guess the only like super girly thing I did was like Wings Club. I love Wings Club. I think there's certain indicators... As much as we say, let's not generalize yeah. and everything, right? But there's certain indicators that just set off our gaydar, la. And mm. I think as gay people, mm. all here in this room also, we, like, you know, we can be very honest and say that, yeah, certain traits tend to point generally towards someone being queer, but that's not always the case. I think it's important. Yeah. It's just healthy to have that. I think just because there's a trend doesn't mean that someone who falls outside the trend is any less valid. Yeah, there you go. exactly. Even though people be like, hey, that one is gay, right? And I'm like... 
maybe, but like, why are you asking me? Mm. If you're really so curious, actually, what's it got to do with you? It's not your business. Right. I think it's all about gender expectations, right? And I think the moment you're born different, you're also curious about all the other things that life says, you're supposed to like this, but then you're also drawn to something else, right? So you follow yeah. where that leads you. And then over time, some of us link up and be like, yeah, I have that same experience too. And then these kind of stereotypes or cliches form. As a man, you're supposed to do this. As a woman, you're supposed to be like this. Just go to the things that shimmer to us. One of the podcast episodes you all were talking about media and the influence, right? It played quite a big part for me. So I started watching Grey's Anatomy since I was 14. Wow. And it's still going, right? It's still going. Oh, gosh. But I think they were the first show to really bring out a lot of like these issues. Especially, I think it was the first show to have a lesbian couple. It was very, very nice. Queer as folk. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the L word. Right. Oh, wow. I binged the L word so much. Uh, <laughs> that was an education that we needed and we weren't getting anywhere else. Yeah, because yeah. we, we saw someone on screen who were feeling the things that we were feeling. Yeah. I feel with portrayals of lesbians, there's often that sort of fetishized approach as well, where, oh, these two girls are kissing. Whoa, the guys are going to cheer. And they don't really take it seriously as well. They think of it as a phase. I remember I had a friend last time. He, he was a nice guy, right? And he knew I was together with my ex. but And he never said anything. He was fine with it. But apparently he wasn't okay with gays. And I'm like, why? What is the difference? There is no mm. difference. No matter how I explain it to him, he was just like, yeah, no. It's like, that's so weird, right? Um, I don't know if it's an issue with them and their pride. or, But also generally, I think people just fear what they don't know. This was in 2013. A couple of students shaved their head for half a hope. The principal forced them to wear wigs. Because she said that we cannot promote lesbianism. What? Who is having that? conversation <laughs> yeah another school they have boards in the staff room where like they have like lists of like potential lesbians so this is all from I heard from friends who are from those schools even though it's a later time things actually haven't gotten better like, I feel that's so sad yeah I feel so sad to hear that like mm. well if you know some truth to these stories please let us know hit us up on uh, our Instagram page at the SG Boys we want to know your experiences as well of course uh, Jamie I'm, I'm happy that you can't relate to these things because you're kind of spat from that and not that I'm I'm hoping that everyone is spat from this bullshit uh, but if there is some truth to this we want to call in, as how Kyle would say from Proud, call in on what has happened and try to unpack that for you. Let us know on Instagram, please. Actually, Jamie, I'm curious, right, back to Josh's earlier point about how a lot of people say that being gay is a phase. You hear that a lot about lesbians, right? They say that, oh yeah, it's a very common girls' school thing. I mean, I have female friends who identify as straight right now and say that, oh yeah, they definitely like had fun with girls, before and everything so and going I, back to that Katy Perry I kissed a girl I kissed controversy. a girl and I liked it exactly right. so which perpetuates that idea that lesbianism is just a temporary thing how does that make you feel and also I mean what's your personal experience with that my parents also asked me is it just a phase or something like that but I don't think that's something you know until you really grow up I also think it's because you know we're girls and you know at the age where hormones are raging and all that and you just want to feel connected to someone right perhaps it was a phase for some people I have I, I know people who are now straight and very merry and very happy right but for some of us it, it wasn't a phase because it never went away I've always been waiting for like the day like you know you you don't like girls anymore or you know one day I'll like makeup or something right but that never that feeling never came yeah, and it got me to think, like, is there something wrong with me? So I, I tried it out. That's why I tried out the, let me try this makeup thing. Let me try to be girly. 
Sexuality is a tricky thing that I'm still trying to understand with the more information I get from people's stories. Because I have also heard of people in my life where they were gay, they identified as gay, they were in a gay relationship, and now they're married, they've got children. This mean that they're actually straight and gay was a phase? Or are they actually gay, but they have chosen to sort of choose this sort of family lifestyle because of the hetero family lifestyle because of the circumstances that were placed on them i'm still figuring things out and i don't think there is a one answer blanket answer for all i think it really boils down to the individual and and how they identify i grew up definitely liking girls there was a long period of time where i really liked girls i was attracted to them turned on by them and i wanted to be in a relationship with a girl but then that slowly started to shift and it had nothing to do with uh, media influences or anything. I started feeling these things with myself and then I went to investigate and then I became curious and and experienced things. I was like, okay, actually, this is me and and this is how I'm feeling. And I think earlier on, uh, you talked about the first person that you um, had a crush on and and your first love, right? So when I had my first experience with a guy and we talked about this on the clubhouse I was mortified the next day I went straight to church and everyone put their hands on me and prayed because I felt so guilty and I had to sort of remind myself that I did like this girl in primary school and I did like also this girl from secondary school so I cannot be gay I mustn't be gay um even though I had those experiences before I identify as a gay man now because when I sort of close my eyes or I think of a relationship or I'm, well, I'm currently dating someone and that person's a guy and, and I, I love what we have. So I'm gay right now. And I don't know if that will ever change or what, but like right now I'm gay. And I, and I think that's it. That's my answer for me. I also think society has quite an unhealthy obsession with slapping labels on people. Yeah. Mm. Jamie's absolutely right. It's down to the individual. like, And who are we to kind of like pass judgment on someone's existing like status yeah, and like past relationships? I feel that there's a very huge sociopolitical element to labeling yourself as LGBT. I know some gay men who refuse to call themselves queer. Mm. Because they feel like there's a social political element to it. But I'm like, I feel there's also a sociopolitical element to calling yourself gay. Because, for example, I've been doing some research on like HIV AIDS studies and um, STI studies and stuff. And medically, actually, the term that they use is men who have sex with men. Because when you have sex with men, it doesn't change whether you label, identify yourself as gay, bisexual or queer or you identify as straight. It doesn't change the fact that you're having sex with men. And so medically, there's a certain risk when it comes to certain infections. Because it's purely the physical act that... Yes, it's purely the physical act. So identity at the end of the day is still up to the individual. You can be attracted to men, but you may not want to identify as gay. Mm. There's a difference. Exactly. So many permutations and combinations. Which in many different disciplines of academia debate about these kind of things. Um, And that's the intersection of sociology and medicine and public health and that kind of thing. So Jamie, in our previous episode, we actually had DJ Big Kid, aka Johnson Ong, on. And he's of course one of the three guys who is currently trying to get Section 377A repealed. That particular law criminalizes sex between men, right, in public and in private. What does the whole Ready for Repeal movement, Section 377A, mean to you as a lesbian? Technically, the law doesn't criminalize you. I feel like it affects my my family. Like, mm. I, I don't see it as, yeah, it's only affecting gays and I, therefore I don't care about it. It really hits home quite hard. It is very dear to me because I, I would love to be in a society where you know, I'm free to marry, right? I understand what you're trying to say. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like that, yes, there is the letter of the law which criminalizes only men, right? But when you actually broaden the reason why they say they want to keep the law, it's for 
the public interest. Mm. And when we talk about public interest, we're talking about LGBT as a whole. Mm. So actually, it doesn't only, you know, the argument to keep the law is not just impacting gay men. It's impacting so many other identities across the spectrum. Absolutely. So just because the law criminalizes only men, but the reasons for keeping it and all the explanations that have been given, it targets the LGBT community as a whole. And mm. symbolically, what that means is keeping that law targets the LGBT community as a whole. As a yeah, whole. and it's right. more than sexuality. It's your gender identity yeah. as well. And it, we're all actually all together. So so when I said earlier on that you rejected the dolls and I picked up the dolls and I really like that. We are different but because we're different, we're also the same now. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for putting that in. A, I think it's just, you can see it, right? It causes yeah. so yeah, much. I know, because, yeah. And I think basically saying letter of the law versus spirit of the law. I mean, I'm not legally trained or anything, but when, you know, when they argue to keep it and then they say it's about morals. When that camp says morals, what are they saying? They're saying LGBT as a whole. Mm. They're not just, they're talking about the preservation of heteronormativity and all that. And that mm. attacks everyone on the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. And they lump all of us together. So. It's monolithic and it's essentializing. SSA. Yeah. Oh, they same sex attraction. Yeah, they keep yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, SSA because they don't want to, that's why I say labeling yourself as lesbian and gay has a social political context to it mm. because there are people who don't want to legitimize this identity and they say, oh, it's mere same sex attraction that can be cured. Mm. They use a very medical, a very sterilized term. And it's different from saying, I'm gay because when you say I'm gay there's an element of pride to it yep. that admission is so powerful mm-hmm. okay that just gave me a lot of goosebumps that was quite intense mm-hmm. but I'll, rightfully so I want to go to that TED talk <laughs> sorry I, I wasn't too I wasn't too aggro about it no. you're already at the TED talk yeah, I felt it, it. Okay. June 12th is Pink Dot Jamie if you could make a little wish for Pink Dot this year what would it be I really wish my partner's parents could go to see what it's all about. That is the part we are all struggling with, I would say. Uh, her parents are not accepting of us. Mm. And that brings a lot of... It's difficult for her. So obviously it becomes difficult for me. They are fine with other people being like that, but just not their own child. Mm. But it kind of goes back to the whole labels thing. So. Right. When I think of Ping Dot, I think of all these different people from different walks of life all coming together. We're also very similar at the core. And if they have a law that criminalizes one thing, actually you criminalize all of us and we're all in this together. Jamie, thank you for coming down to our podcast recording. I hope you had a good time. Yes, thanks for having me. Can we so plug fun. all your YouTube, your, your clubhouse uh, chat rooms? So I have a YouTube channel, Jamie Lim Yin Yin. So I do a lot of content on productivity, intentional living, some stuff on CV writing as well. Cool. I'm also on Instagram. This one Kennedy needs no, CV writing, yeah. <laughs> I'm also on Instagram as well, so you can follow me on jamie.lyy. There's also the Singapore LGBTQ Plus on Clubhouse, uh, and they're open for uh, iOS devices. If you want any invites, uh, just drop me a DM on Instagram. Yeah. So if you feel like we should do a Clubhouse for the SG Boys, let us know on Instagram at the SG Boys. The SG Boys That little gay podcast from Singapore Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys The beliefs, views and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company or individual